Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to all the race fans out there. Welcome to another episode of Rambling About Racing. Matt Beamer here, joined as always by Charlie Herc is down there in South Alabama. Charlie, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Now that um, I've kind of put this past weekend of racing behind me and the suckiness of the NASCAR races <laughs> and the it was. even worse night of my race so just a horrible saturday in general for racing i feel it really was unless you're the 94 car they should just cancel it all (laughs) together and just and just be done yeah unless you're the 94 car in the cup light series or truex or noah gregson you had a horrible night you really just had if you're anybody but them three you had a horrible night but uh, before we get into racing man how are things down there in south alabama how's your daughter doing? How's everything going there? Work everything, man. Work's going. It's still work. I hear that. You know, Emma's good. She's back there watching her TV right now. She's living a dream like we did when we were her age. So Yeah, no worries in the world. Just exploring everything. Everything's new. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Caroline doing good? Yeah, Caroline's good. She's, she's growing, man. 
She's growing big. Uh, I Don't got, let her hear you say that. No, no. It's a good thing that she's growing, man. It means our baby's growing. It's so crazy. Matter of fact, I'm going to text her and tell her you said she's getting yeah. big. Okay. Well, she knows she's getting bigger. It's because of the baby, man. I'm going to say she said other stuff, though. <laughs> I'll tell her to listen to the episode, but... It's so crazy because I downloaded this, downloaded this app, and I didn't even know this was a thing. A friend of mine told me at this at work. It's an app called uh, what, to, what, what to Expect. It's kind of like yep. along with that book. And I guess you, you can use, you can pick different things. I guess it's mainly for dads and stuff, but there's this one thing. You could either tell the size of the baby or the, the app will tell you the size of the baby either by fruit, movie props, or 90s, 80s nostalgia stuff. And so you I went picked, with nineties, eighties nostalgia. I went in with the A. I don't know how you guessed that, but I did. And right now, our baby Maury is the size of a pop tart. Oh, and so now size I, of a pop tart. So now I know. It's like, oh, there it is. Which there, kind of pop tart? I like the cookie dough one. Uh, I'm more of a just traditional strawberry. Nothing with wrong with the that. White frosting and, str- and sprinkles. Hey, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I haven't had one of those in a while. Ever since I discovered I cookie dough. Emma, get in the car. We're going to the dollar store. We're going to go get a Pop-Tart. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet, but, man, everything's going well, man. It's Our baby shower's coming up here in October. Really looking forward to that. Really, When just, is it in October? October 9th. There. And if anybody out there wants information on it, let me know. I'll I'll get you information. Dang, I think man. I raced that weekend. Yeah, come on up, man. The baby shower's I think that's the last race of the season. Oh, okay. Oh, or oh. it might not be. It may be the very beginning of October. I yeah. can't remember. Well, that is the very beginning of October. No, there's a weekend before that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, we're doing good, man. We're just uh, living our best life. Just got done with work this this morning. Crazy day, man. I've never – there was this one thing, and I'm going to just tell everybody a little glimpse into what I do. As everybody out there usually probably knows, I'm a firefighter. We had a, a crazy car accident yesterday. It was one of those things where you weren't expecting it. And you, you kind of wonder how the physics worked on that. Because, you know, when car accidents happen, we get there maybe like three, four minutes if we're lucky after the car accident. Well, this car hit a box truck. And what happened was it, it, the box truck was full of uh, Hispanic men, Mexicans. And they were all there. But there was like seven, eight of them standing outside this truck where it looked like it only could fit three people in the cab. We were bedazzled, just, bum, you know, bamboozled over the logistics of all these men in inside that cab of that truck. It was the craziest thing I've seen. It's like, you know, the small clown car. You, you've obviously forgot what it's like to live in Alabama. I must, I must have, man, because when I, when I saw that, it was just like, what in the world? How, how these, all these guys fit in that cab? I mean, everybody was fine in the accident. You know, nobody got hurt, thankfully. And it was just one of those things. It was just a, you see this stuff all the time as a first responder. If there are any first responders listening to this, say, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was just crazy, man. But long story short, work was good. I'm glad work's going well with you, and Caroline's doing fine. She's just She sent me this TikTok the other day where she was laying in bed, like a pregnant woman got on the bed, and then it showed like a baby doing, uh, this guy doing gymnastics saying that's what the baby does. So it's going well, man. I can't wait till February. February, if you... uh. Again, if you want Daytona 500 tickets, let me know. I got Daytona 500 tickets. It's too close. It would be uncouth of me to where if the baby was born, I would just say, oh, good, baby's fine, you're fine, and then go to Daytona for the 500. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> man. 
I don't want, I want to keep the peace, man. But uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Hope everyone is doing well out there. We got a, one big news story here that we should have covered last week, but we didn't because it was just rumors. But it sounds like it's covered. It's pretty much set in stone this week. And Charlie, you want to tell everybody what it is before we? Yeah. So rumor mill, which I guess it's not so much a rumor now, is NASCAR is going to the LA Coliseum, which. I guess I see it both ways. I see it as... And, and this is for the clash. This is for yes, like... This what is for was, the clash. This for, is going to take place of the clash. Which so was like... Two years in a row now, they've changed it. Right. Yeah. So two years in a row now, they've changed it. Now, I take that back. So we're the... Because you had the duels. Well, the duels are Thursday before the 500. Right. So the, never mind. the clash races. is the Saturday the before is, everything. The clash is what was the Bud Weiser <clears throat> shootout. Every pole right, winner right, and right. past winner of that I race would win. But now we don't yep. do traditional pole or qualifying anymore. So it's uh, maybe it's in a sense. They did like, last year they for did, the 500. They did. But as far as every weekend, they don't do qualifying anymore. Right. So. To me, this race is outdated unless they bring out qualifying. But back to the L.A. Coliseum part. Yeah, so they're going to the Coliseum for the clash. What The tentative date, I think, is February 6th of 22. Here's where I feel like it's going to cause a stink. They've already sold tickets for next year. Right, to people expecting it at Daytona. Yeah. During speed weeks. And now you got to go to the other side of the country. Which is probably still going to be on lockdown with COVID. I know the I, what the Super Bowl in California. You better believe it the, is the Super Bowl is going to be there at the, at the Coliseum around that time, right? If I'm not mistaken, the the Super Bowl is going to be there. So well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, so it'll be right around then or another week later. So is this NASCAR's attempt to try to siphon some some football fans and be like, hey, since football's wrapping up, NASCAR's starting up. You want to come watch NASCAR? I think this is an attempt to make short track racing great again. I think it is. <laughs> I, I'll tell you exactly. Now, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to watch. And it, I mean, it's going to be the debut of the next gen car. I just hate you've already sold tickets to an event. And now you expect people that have bought tickets. You're, you're shooting yourself in one foot to doctor your other foot. That makes, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Now I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about this. And We'll wrap it up here because I know I'm probably going to say things you'll probably want to respond to. I think this move by NASCAR, 110% complete bull because if you're going to take a series, a tradition like this, and I, we keep saying tradition like it's a set in stone, which isn't. I mean, I think you're going to have to clash at Bristol and it will be an exciting race. But you're taking these cars and you're throwing this this logistical nightmare on teams like Hendrick, Gibbs, Penske, to go over there to the Coliseum, which from what I understand, too, they're trying to implement the Coliseum as a short track race here in the next couple of years. Maybe taking the place of Auto Club, if that doesn't take off, after its renovations. You want to take NASCAR to the West Coast to get more exposure over there, because the last time we were there was a road course, and we haven't been circle track racing in California since 2020. And I think Bowman won that race. Endure Exhibition Race... To, and, and this is my, I think NASCAR's attempt to siphon fans of like, hey, the Super Bowl is about to be over. Come watch NASCAR. It's going to be tough to siphon fans. So yeah. when, it, when that whole state's still on lockdown and nobody's going to want to come watch it. Right. I don't think it's going to be, I, I'll, give it a, or, I'll give it a chance. 
like I do everything, like I have Dakota, like I have the Bristol Dirt Track, but I hope this isn't a ploy by NASCAR to try to, again, try something out of the box in order to entice fans. Like you said it perfectly, shoot yourself in the foot to heal the aching foot. I, I, think, it, I think it's a dumb move by NASCAR. Speed Weeks is Speed Weeks for a reason. It's sometimes bigger than the Daytona 500 itself. It's every event leading up to the Daytona 500, which makes it exciting. The Clash. Correct. The the dual races, which are a lot of fun. Everything, yeah, the, the dual races are two of my favorite. Yeah, I look forward to them more than I do. So anything. much fun, but to, I, I think this is a, I think this is a dumb move because what the race will probably come on if it comes on at noon. It's going to be four o'clock here, depending on what time it is. I think just keep it on the East Coast NASCAR. You can try this. I'm sure you're launching a new car, but wouldn't it be nice? Because it used to be. Those class drivers had a chance to get some practice in before the Daytona 500. And maybe this is NASCAR's way of saying, hey, we want the Daytona 500 to be as level of a playing field as possible. And so we're going to take these cars over here to the West Coast. So drivers like Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin don't have an advantage over anybody else in the Daytona 500 or the dual races. That's the only reason I could see this happening. Yeah, you know, they used to run at Bowman Gray decades ago. NASCAR did. And it's going to be the first time they've ran on a, a track like this that's smaller than Bristol It's not smaller it's, than Martinsville. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It, well, it depends on it's how many, flat. Yeah, it depends on how many cars are on there. If, if it's a 15-car field, yeah, I could see that being an interesting race. I see it being at least 20. Uh, it's it's going to be, I don't know, I don't want NASCAR to fail, but I feel like this is one of those things where if they do fail, they only have NASCAR to blame. You're going to a place and going to try to entice football fans, unless, you wanna, unless you're that hardcore NASCAR fan or part of the team who follows the circuit around, how many people do you think will be at the class that race? But you make a good point. Are they going to reimburse their tickets or give them a free ticket to the duels or something if you're there during speed weeks and expect to see the clash? Yeah. I'm trying to find last year's clash lineup to see how many cars. There were 21 in it last year. And now we're going to like the clash of 21. The road course. They're at the Daytona road course, right? Yes. 2021 Bush clash starting lineup. So we, we there, expect, there were 21 cars. We expect at least 20. Yeah. Which is perfect for the oval track of Daytona. I don't know why NASCAR is doing this logistical thing anymore. Let us know what you think using hashtag what do you think ITM. Because I think, I think that's stupid. If it does happen, and if it doesn't happen, I think NASCAR would, or would have looked themselves in the mirror and said, this probably is not going to be a good logistical thing to do for the team's you're going to put too much strain on them, and they're going to be behind the power curve, I feel. They can get it done, but I feel like it's just going to be too much, and, and it's not going to be Daytona during speed weeks. I think that's the big thing that gets yeah, everybody. Yeah, I think it takes away from speed weeks in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, 100% it does. Without shifting gears, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. I think we pretty well said that NASCAR racing sucked this weekend. Well, let, before we get to NASCAR, <laughs> let's talk about your race, man. They are at South Alabama in the Cup Light Series. You qualified third. Looked like you were having a good run. Not, I mean, you, you, it's tough to beat the three and ninety four at that series at that track right now. But something happened to the three car, in which moved you up to second after a caution. I know you talk, talked about it on social media. 
it just wasn't it just something happened and yeah. i i don't i'm i know saturday and sunday you were just i don't know what happened have you ever do you ever get to the bottom of that no you know one of the cautions we started having a noise in the rear end and i did find out what that was we've already got it fixed taken what, care of what was it one of the idler arms for one of the sprockets on the chain just got stuck down and it wasn't moving freely like it was supposed to oh okay just causing a noise. Uh, so simple fix. But coming out of four, got halfway down the front straightaway, just shut off. Just lost all power. Don't know what happened. Still don't know what happened. Got it back in the pits, pulled plugs, looked at the pistons, checked compression, all the normal stuff. All the plugs had fire. I guess once it cooled off, everything was working fine. That's weird. Uh, Sunday, once I unloaded it, I, I checked everything again, put the plugs back in it, fired it up. It's taking, thr- it's taking the throttle like it's supposed to, running fine. So only thing I know to do is just go back through it, checking grounds, checking battery, yeah, check the battery, make sure it's tied, all that. And, you know, I don't know if the CID box or stator got hot and just caused it to quit temporarily, but... At this point in time, I really don't know what it was. Because it's crazy. When I watch you race, I spot for you. You might not hear me, but I spot for you. And it brought me right back to a few years ago when you just came over the radio and said, I lost power. I was like, okay. Yeah, when you actually spotted for me in person. Yeah, when I actually spotted. But, you know, this is. We made it all of like three laps. Yep, three laps. My spotting career resume, three laps for Charlie Hercules. Yeah. But, yeah, this stuff happens, man. I think you'll get them next weekend. I think you'll get it all figured out. But how's your car running up to that point? It looked like the 94 still had a the rain on the field. It still had the car to beat. But I, you weren't – you were losing time. But did you were you slower than you were before? No. Um, qualifying, I was closer in times with them than I've been being. It was one of my quicker times I've ran this year, as a matter of fact. And a lot of those guys were on new tires. That's why we requalified because a lot of them had the option to put on new tires and uh, requalified. And majority ruled as far as that vote. I voted against it. I wanted to run the tires from last race, but it wasn't but me and one other person that voted to keep the tires on from the last race. And it was me and the three car. And everybody else put on fresh tires, except for a couple. Oh, man. And we requalified, but I qualified faster this time than what I was last time. Okay. So it is what it is. Yeah, I think you'll get them next week. And when you, you're racing next weekend, right? At what time? Yep, this Saturday again. This Saturday again. Okay, so be on the lookout for on all of our social media stuff. I shared it. Hope everybody got a chance to watch it because I think it was better then the NASCAR races, especially the Street Stock Series at the South Alabama Speedway. Yeah, that was a that was a mess of a race there. Yeah, but it was interesting because I think it was the eleven and eighty three car or something like that. They were just wrecking each other. They were just out to get each other. Yeah, and then I don't know if it had been me running all over the leader like that on the starts, hitting the three car. Yeah, but they depart me. But that see that was the eighty one. And, and a three. So are you supposed to stay in line until the green flag drops? Because it looked like he went you up You can high. pass to the you outside. You can pass to the outside. Like normally in all types of circle track auto racing, I think he got a good jump, just went to the outside. I don't see what he did wrong. But what did he do wrong exactly? Well, 
he would have three cards just sideways going into one every time. And I think he finally rubbed him so much that he cut a tire down. Yeah. On the three car. Three car wound up having to come in and he just parked it at that point. They wound up pulling engines and transmissions out of that car that night. Wow. Uh, of of the of the winter. I don't know what all they were checking, but that's why when I left out of there at one o'clock in the morning, they were still up there doing Holy all that. Cow man. <laughs> Which makes me not want a short track race because if I won a race I don't think it matters if everything was completely illegal and through tech. Well, I think they got protested. There's a reason why they were doing all right. that. But is that normal at the short track level to get protested or Not to all pro- the time. or to protest? I mean, could you really, in a sense, protest a '94 car for how well he's running? He's just a, he's just straightawaying you guys. Well, it see, seems like uh, and their classes, like their rules are a little different than our rules. Right. Their rule is you can protest that part and you don't have to tear your same part down. Our class, if I want to protest a part on his car, I have to pull that exact same part off my car. And why is that? Just a rule. I, I, I don't know <laughs> the rhyme and reason behind it, but that's just a rule. Like last, there was maybe three years ago now, one of our engines got protested. They protested the wrist pin crank and then. They protested some, uh, somebody else protested something else. So I had to tear it down and I tried telling them I just put it together that it's perfectly legal, but they tore it down anyway. Needless to say, they lost about $1,500 that night. Oh, wow. So we walked out of there with a lot of money. Nice. Well played. You ready to shift from short track and get into NASCAR or if, if you want to call it a NASCAR race weekend, you ready to do that? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Folks, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online store at Teespring. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as pint glasses, t-shirts, phone cases, coffee mugs, you name it, we have it. And if we don't have it, we'll make it up for you. You could also find all of the In the Marbles throwback gear there as well. And from now till the end of September, if you use discount code PLAYOFFS in honor of the NASCAR playoffs that have started here for the Cup Series, you'll get an additional 20% off your order. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com, under the Stores tab, you can find the link to the store. And remember, 20% off of your entire order when you enter discount code PLAYOFF till the end of September. Go check it out. Before we get into NASCAR real quick, I want to uh, take a moment to correct an error that I made last week. And I know we had Tracy and Robert on, and that was a great fun. We had a lot of great responses from that. But before that, I was around Darlington, and I met the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast, Mike, Andrew, and Travis. Finally got to meet Andrew and Travis. I met Mike and his family again, and they gave me a T-shirt, real nice. If you want to go check them out, check them out on all social media platforms. Real great guys to work with, real great guys to talk to, a lot of fun guests. But they gave me um, a little bit of uh, flack for not calling them out and saying, hey, giving them a shout-out, so I apologize about that. But uh, special thanks again to Tracy and Robert for being on the show. Hope you're still listening. Hope everybody is still listening and having a great time with this. But to the NASCAR races here, First impression after the checker flags fell or after you watched the race re- replays of Saturday's action from, from the Xfinity and Cup size side of the house. Just not impressed. 
No, not at all. It's just a not a lot of action, man. Just a boring race. Yeah, it was really just follow the leader. Whoever was out front, usually Denny Hamlin, and then at the end, Martin Truex Jr. was just I've, out I've there. Just, I've legit got more out of road course racing this year. There's yep. been more action, with the exception of a few of the road courses. No, nope, 100% agree with you. I've gotten more out of them this year. I know there's a lot of people that hate the road courses, but it's been better racing on that this year than what has been on short track and mile and a half. Now, I'll, I'll give you for for sure the, the road course racing. The road course racing has been phenomenal this year with the exception of, like you said, a few. And I think we could say all, I'll say Coda with that one. And probably Indianapolis. At the end, yes. Two days. At the end, Indianapolis. I don't think that was a product of the race cars or the package there at the racetrack, but more so and, and the, not, the racetrack. Not, I mean, not all the mile and a half. Some of them has been good. Yeah, some of them have been great. But I, I think for one, I wasn't there this weekend at Richmond, but I was there last weekend at Darlington, which maybe kind of swayed my opinion about that. And then I do think the fact that it was just – We've said it on the show many a times. We've said it countless times on the show, I feel, where the short track racing for the NASCAR Cup Series isn't the same thing it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Charlie, you would not make, you would make any excuse in the world not to miss a Bristol race, whether it be the Food City 500 or the Sharpie 500. That's because you've been on a waiting list to go for three years. Right, but even on TV, you would not miss an opportunity to watch those races. Those mm-hmm. races have lost their luster, and I'm saying short track racing as a whole, Richmond, Bristol, Martinsville, all have lost their luster, I think, for fans. And we want to bring, and fans want to bring more short track racing back to NASCAR, and I think it's going to be different with the Gen 7 car in 2022. Maybe. Maybe. But it, do you think it's more of a mentality thing for drivers, or do you think it's more of a package deal for from nascar of why these races aren't as much fun to watch anymore that's question one i don't want to say package on the short tracks as it is cars in general man they just don't take the the beatings that they used to point in case chase elliott on pit road a couple of races ago literally bumped the tire carrier and had to come back in and get the fender pulled away from the tire because he had a tire rub didn't even knock the tire out of the tire carrier's hand. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It didn't hit him that hard, and he had to come back in and get the fender pulled away from the tire to keep it from rubbing. They just aren't built for short tracks anymore. Well, then, how Kyle Larson even made it back to the finish line at Darlington, I don't know. Right, and that's exactly what I was going to bring up to you right now. Kyle Larson had a chance to spin Denny Hamlin out for the win in the Southern 500. I mean, if you were Kyle Larson and I came up on you blocking you like that and you had a head of steam coming through, I think you I think you would have driven right through me. If Kyle Larson wouldn't have done it the way that he would have or that the way that he did, I mean, 
using the wall to have all that momentum, right? Then yes, he would have absolutely laid the bumper to Hamlin. But why didn't he? Here, I think this is more of a question of the driver's mentality vice to cars. Because I still think you could beat and bang on these cars, especially on a short track, and not lose anything or gain anything. At super speedways, a mile and a half. Maybe on the nose and the bumper to an extent. Right. But once you thump the side of these things, it's over. So it's more of a product of taking care of your equipment. It's it's NASCAR's body that they're putting on their vice the drivers not being as aggressive, knowing that they have to take care it's, of these. It's driver as well. Because I, I, I agree with you on I, that. Wouldn't everybody love to go back in the day where Terry Labonte got spun out by Dale Earnhardt, where Rusty Wallace got the bump and run by from Jeff Gordon? Everybody wants to mm-hmm. go back to those days. I want to go back to the days of short track where – What's going to be thrown at the cars today? Is it going to be a helmet? Is it going to be booties as far as protecting the driver's feet from heat? Is it going to be gloves? Is it going to be pointing? Is there going to be middle fingers? What's going to happen today at Bristol? Or can't do middle fingers anymore. You got Bubba Wallace in there. No, you can't. It'll it'll turn into a big stink. No, no, you can. Not not if Bubba Wallace gives the middle finger. Well, he can. Oh, nobody else can. Oh, nobody else can. Well, Chase Elliott did it to Kyle Busch last year. Uh, he must not have seen it. He did it at Darlington. Yeah, it was great. But what what happened to those? When and do you? I I think it could leads to this. In in Formula One, you're seeing a great rivalry between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. You see the rivalry there. Name me one other rival. Name me a good rivalry in NASCAR right now. Ricky Bobby and <laughs> the uh, foreign fella and the French guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you'd have to go no, to a fri- yeah, you'd have to go to a fictional world right now to pick <laughs> out a a good rivalry in NASCAR. Whereas yeah, you really don't have one that's this- consistent. Right. I mean, every now really, and again, really the last one you had would have probably been Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano. Right. And that one was crazy at Martinsville when he took that opportunity away from Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth did. You don't get no, that. Anymore. He was repaying I understand the, f- the circumstances. I understand the circumstances, <laughs> but the, the, the fact is, you you know, you don't see that anymore. You don't see the change my tire moments in NASCAR. What you what we see in NASCAR is it's just so controlled in the sense that it's just you got you got to play by the rules. You got to look good for the sponsors. You got to look good for this. Even when I saw it at Darlington last week or a couple of weeks ago, it was so I feel like it was so polished in the media center. I mean, every, yeah. every, nobody really talked about the race. I mean, football just started, so everybody was really talking about football, which I don't understand. We just saw the race, but I think they're at the point where they don't really register. Like, this is an awesome experience for them. There's just their job. But there's no more rivalry in NASCAR. The one you have to go back to is the real rivalry, besides Kenseth and Logano, is Gordon and Earnhardt. Yeah, and that was in the free of 90s. And that was in the 90s. And even then, I mean, I can't, I can't really think of any rivalry there, and that's, I think that's hurt short track racing more than anything. Is the mentality of the drivers that go out there and just run their race, and that's fine and all, if you want to just run your race and do whatever you want. But I, I miss the good old days where Ward Burden would throw stuff at Dell Jr., Tony Stewart throwing stuff at Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson giving the bird to I believe Elliot Sadler or something. I just miss those days, man. I miss them so much. And I think that's why going to we're going back to 
Richmond here before we go into Bristol, that Richmond was a boring race. And maybe to your point more so where uh, the slightest bump on the, the sides of these cars and the fenders, it's game over. Yeah. So I'm hoping the new body styles coming out here in 2022 with the Gen 7 car fix that. But I'm not going to hold my breath till I see a short track race in the Cup Series in 2022. But overall, how would you... I mean, Noah Grayson won the Xfinity race and Truex won the Cup race. Great on both of them. But overall, how would you rate the race from a scale of 1 to 10? It'd be a... It'd be a tough six, and that's being generous. I think I'd have to give it a four. Because, I mean, I even told Caroline, and she was surprised about this comment. I, I said that this racing is not the racing like it was back in the day. I was more so watching the South Alabama Speedway stream than I was the Richmond race, because at least then, you know, drivers were getting into each other and going for it. And mm-hmm. I get it. It's one of those things where the aero package and the rules package limits that, I feel. But at the same time, I feel like it shouldn't matter on a short track. On a mile and a half, yeah, absolutely. But, man, these packages, this rule package is I'm – I'm glad it's going to change here in the next eight races after, at the start of the 2022 season. It's just, not, it's just not short track racing to me anymore, man. Short track racing has gone away from the wayside in the way that I don't think it could be fixed anytime soon. Yeah, maybe, maybe the next-gen car will help with that. Maybe. But until we see it in action, I don't believe that will be the case. Right, and then going to the short track at Bristol for the cutoff races in the Cup Series, the final race of the regular season for the Xfinity Series, and another cutoff race in the Truck Series. After Richmond, my expectations are so low of that race to where if I see more action there, I'm going to be quite surprised. And I'm not, I'm not expecting to see action. I'm going to, I'm expecting to see the chase drive or the chase drivers, the the playoff drivers, do exactly what they need to do, keep their fenders clean, and if you're outside of the top 12 in points mcdowell you're going to be sending it full send and going for it no matter what what do you got to lose at this point but in the end if you're a driver on the outside looking in such as a bubba wallace a austin Dillon, what have you got to lose as well i think what do you got to lose these next eight races but yeah but i'm expecting the at least the top 12 the hamlins the larsons they're all locked in true x are locked in so what do they care but anybody else from 4th all the way down to 16th keep their fenders clean and be there at the end of the 500 laps. I'm not expecting anything from this, to be honest with you. No. I'm, not after Richmond. Not a, lot, not a lot of action at all. No. It, it's going to be, I hope, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping that NASCAR and the Cup Series guys prove me wrong Saturday night, Friday night, and Thursday. I really do. But am I going to, I mean, am I going to expect anything different than Richmond? No. I've been to the past two Bristol night it's, races. It's one of them you expect the worst or hope for the best, but expect the worst. Right. And I've been to the past two Bristol night races where I saw Denny Hamlin win the first one and Kevin Harvick win last year, expecting an exciting event. And it was great going there the first time. I've never been to Bristol. It was so much fun. Last year, I was expecting a little bit more. It didn't deliver. The only drama of that race was Kyle Busch going at it against Kevin Harvick and... He blamed the lap traffic for not winning that race. It is what it is. Kyle Busch blamed somebody else for him not winning. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not expecting anything from it. Even if I do go, if I get the opportunity to go, which I have a ticket and everything works out, I'm going to go to the race at Bristol. But I'm not going to expect anything crazy out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to expect the same old, same old, like I've seen the past two Bristol races. It's not going to... 
it's going to be fun being there, but at the same time, it's not going to live up to my expectations of Bristol. You know, it's Bristol, baby. It's boring, baby. That's what I want to start yeah. saying about no, Bristol. you're right there. I'm about tired of hearing that. Yeah, I mean, get it. It's a Dale Jr. thing. It's a Dale Jr. thing, so you have to give it to the marketing guys at Bristol. Hey, take what Dale Jr. said, put it on a couple T-shirts and a pint glass and two, and sell them because Dale Jr. said it. And Dale Jr. used to be the golden child of NASCAR, even though everybody loved him, whatever. But what are your expectations at Bristol? What are you expecting to see this weekend in the Truck Xfinity and Cup Series? I think the truck race will be a good race. Uh, typically your truck races have been your more action packed races this year, in my opinion, other than your cup races on the road course and a couple of the bigger tracks, but I'm hoping not to get a repeat of Richmond, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to be repeats of Richmond, long green flag runs, and it's going to be a fast paced race, but it's going to seem like it drags by because it's going to be nothing but green flag runs. I 100% agree with you. If it's not, besides the competition caution and the stage breaks, that's it. Take those three out, and I'm going to say there's probably seven more cautions. Yeah, and that's probably that, giving that's, them some. Yeah, that's what it was the last couple of years, and that's going to be the midpoint. I'm going to go maybe two over. Yeah. That's it. That's not counting again competition cautions or stage breaks. That's That's just the way it is at Bristol. So expectations aren't that high. For you and not for me either. We'll have to wait and see. Those We'll tell you when those races start at the end of the show. But before we get into our final thoughts, we got to talk about the Italian Grand Prix. I think that takes the race of the weekend for me. The Formula 1 Italian Grand Prix. Daniel Ricciardo winning that race along with Landon Norris finishing second and McLaren 1 and 2, which used to be the laughingstock of the Formula 1 paddock. Did an outstanding race, had an outstanding race. It looked like another Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen show, but as Preston would like to say, not so fast. They had a little run in there, didn't they, Charlie? They absolutely did. We're going to talk about this first. Racing incident or avoidable accident? Both. Okay, fair enough. Now, I'm going to go with the racing incident. I I could see it both ways. Yeah, I could absolutely see it both ways as well. I mean, it depends on... But we'll go with... Let's just go with racing incident. Okay, so we're wearing it. We're wearing the shirt of the Red Bull team right now because I think if you were to say where the McCle- or the Mercedes shirt, you'll be saying this was a totally avoidable accident. If, of course, Verstappen and the Red Bull team would have yielded, but you don't yield in racing. You shouldn't yield in racing. No, yeah, yeah, no, okay, yep. Yeah, right, let's let's back up. What, I was going to get ahead. All right, go go ahead. We're we're wearing the Red Bull shirt. It sounds like right now. Yep, racing accident. Racing accident. Okay, one hundred. He had an open door. Yep. He took it. He was there. He was he up. Got the he, door slammed on him. He was up to speed. This being yep. first happening, he was up to speed because Hamilton was coming out of the pits after a pit Correct. stop. Correct. So he was up to speed. Hamilton did everything right, blended right into the racetrack, and to me, this this is more of a not the driver issue, not a racing issue, but a track issue. You have a hard right hand turn. Which is a narrow, a, hard right narrow, hand turn. Which narrows down from this huge front straightaway and funnels down into this narrow two car at, at most lane right hander, then a, a more of a sharp left hander going down into the S's down there, going down in the back stretch of the, the Italian circuit. I think it's a track issue. I think if you widen out this track, just maybe. Ten more feet, 
you avoid that accident. Yeah, just widen just the turns right, right there. Just, out. You need a. I mean, these cars are, are they're going to shrink a little more come next year. But at the same time, the wheel bases there are not congruent. I think that's the word of good racing, side by side racing, because it narrows down so much. Where even if the guys are doing, <clears throat> where even if Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were doing everything they were supposed to do, which it looked like they were, that accident can't be avoided. No, and I think it. I'm with you. It's a racing incident. It could have been avoided. Because Hamilton wasn't going to yield. And neither was Verstappen. No. And you can't blame these two. The, Hamilton's a seven-time world champion, and Max Verstappen's going for his first championship, which if the trend is going the right way, this is one of his best years to do it. So he's not going to yield. Red Bull wasn't expecting to yield, because if he yields, Hamilton's gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, he just lost all his momentum if he yields right there. Right, and so does Hamilton, if Hamilton knows if he yields, even though he's on the fresher tires that last longer, the hard tires, he's going to eventually catch Verstappen because Verstappen's probably going to pit again. But that's neither here or there, I feel. I feel like those two guys didn't want to give it up. What? If Verstappen, if he wasn't as far along up beside Hamilton as he was going into that left turn, I think we'd be saying a different story. But, I mean, he was all the way beside him just about it. And... That's why I say racing incident. Yep, I, I'm going to have to agree with you there, but I think it can be avoided if the track officials look at that track and look at all similar tracks and say, this either needs to be just as wide as the turns. Kind of like Silverstone is the perfect track. They have wide turns where they can have the side-by-side racing with very minimal closing. You could still, I think you could race side-by-side if somebody wanted to around the whole length of Silverstone. They're in England, whereas in a track like Monza, you can't. Not through, not through the chicanes like that. You can't do that. So I, I think it could have been avoided. I think it was a racing accident, and I think it was more so a tracking, track issue than it was a driver issue. But that being said, we did get something good out of it. We saw the halo system work covering the drivers, which started a few years ago after the death of Justin Wilson there at Pocono in 2015. I think these were implemented in 2016 for the Formula One series. And it did its job. It protected Lewis Hamilton perfectly. He might have gotten a little bump on the head, but he didn't get the full weight of that car on his in the cockpit. I'm glad that Lewis Hamilton was able to walk away from that. And it's just one of those things, man. I, I'm with you. I think it was a racing incident. But it was great. It was great to see Daniel Ricciardo win. We've talked about him and a lot of times on the show. One of those guys you want to have a beer with. Glad he got that monkey off his back since the last time he won was at Monaco. But great in, in Red Bull. But great for him, man. That was it. But you have anything else, man? I mean, that's about it. That's about all I got on the list of things I wanted to cover this past weekend. Did you notice anything else from the past weekend that, or in anything in the news that you want to talk about before we head into our final thoughts here? It's hard to talk about NASCAR this weekend, man. That was yeah, just, it really was. It was just boring race. Just a garbage now, weekend. I, I, I truly do hope this coming weekend's better. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to hear the NASCAR guys on it because Andrew and Travis were both at the race, so I want to hear their thoughts on it. I'm sure they're going to say it was really cool what they did for the 9-11 Memorial, the 20-year anniversary of it. It was cool seeing the fire engine there on the front stretch. So, All right, well, you have anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Uh, no. 
You got the updated. Yep. Um, we got the end of Marvel's 2.0 yep. standings as well as our driver of the week this week in NASCAR coming in after these messages from Fanatics. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate of. So if you head over to ramblinaboutracing.com under our sponsors tab, there at the bottom you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the NASCAR page where you can get all your latest and greatest driver gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, diecasts, and much more. But it doesn't just stop. have to stop there. If you like Alabama Crimson Tide football, buy Alabama Crimson Tide football from there. If you like Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals has all their stores there as well. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the sponsor tab. Link is there at the bottom for Fanatics. All purchases will help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you better content and more content for the future. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Our final thoughts here on this episode of Rambling About Racing. We're going to wrap it up here. Start you off with the In the Marble 2.0 standings. Another shakeup here after Richmond. Matt Camper retakes the lead over SMR R&D with 5,182 points over SMR R&D's 5,162 points. This is why I like the old school point systems. For racing, it's coming down to the wire between these two. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I wonder who's going to win it. I'm thinking it's going to be Matt Camper. He always seems to pick the right drivers at the right times and just out races and out picks our defending race champion of in the Marvels 2.0. S Blades is third. SMR Operations is fourth. I'm in fifth. Smoking Woody, sixth. And you're back down there in seventh, Charlie. What happened? It's just been a crap weekend, man. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. Unhinged racing. Racing sucked this weekend. <laughs> racing it wasn't a good Fantasy race. Fantasy sucked. Everything. <laughs> Everything was not good this weekend. <laughs> Unhinged racing eighth. Summers racing is in ninth. And that is your In the Marvel 2.0 standings. Before we get into our, in the, our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, here's the upcoming races for this weekend. Thunder Valley is going to be hosting the NASCAR Truck Xfinity and Truck Cup Series, I should say. Thursday, September 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. It's going to be your truck series. That's going to be the cutoff race for the round of 10, getting ready for the round of 8th here in the next couple of weeks. Xfinity Series Friday, September 17th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN. And the NASCAR Cup Series, the cutoff race from the round of 16. going to be Saturday, September 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN. Again, just like we talked about, we were hoping for good races, but not holding our breath on that given the past couple of seasons that we've seen there in the Bristol Night Race. But we shall see. Hopefully, it doesn't disappoint. Hopefully not. I hope hope not. For NASCAR and racing in general's sake, so it's not a sucky weekend again. Yeah, I I kind of have this feeling it's going to be a great race weekend. Here's my thing. If I don't show up, it's going to be a great race. If I can, if I do show end up going to Bristol, it's going to be status quo like always. That's the way I see it. It's going to be one hundred percent like that. But this week in NASCAR, we go back to September fourteenth, nineteen eighty six. Ricky Rudd scores his first career super speedway victory in the Delaware five hundred at Dover Downs, which is now Dover International Raceway. Ricky Rudd beats runner up Neil Bonnet by five 
0.08 seconds. And that happened September 14th, 1986. Ricky Rudd scoring his first super speedway win. Charlie, who's our driver of the week this week here at Ramblin' Bout Racing? Driver of the week this week is Kenny Irwin Jr., born August 5th, 1969, and died doing what he loved to do July 7th, 2000 at Loudoun. His Cup Series career consisted of 87 races over four years. Uh, best finish of 19th and 99. First race was the 1997 Exide NASCAR Select Batteries 400 at Richmond. He had zero wins, 12 top 10s, and three poles. Xfinity Series career was 14 races over two years. Uh, first race was 1999 Coca-Cola 300 at Texas. The last race was the 2000 CarQuest Auto Parts 300 at Charlotte, and only four top tens out of those 14 races. And that is our driver of the week. And I remember when that happened, around when Adam Petty died at the same racetrack, having the same issue and the same cause of death, the base or skull fracture. And, and like a year ago, Preston and I reviewed a movie. It was called Three Before February. It covered Tony Roper, Adam Petty, and Kenny Irwin's Jr.'s death. But what made me so mad about that documentary, which well done, go look it up on YouTube, well done documentary. What made me upset about that whole situation was it took the death of Dale Earnhardt for changes to come. It didn't happen right after Tony Roper or Adam Petty or Kenny Irwin Jr. It took a big money draw name like Dale Earnhardt dying for changes to come within the sport, not only for NASCAR, but it trickled down to F Formula One, it trickled down to the short tracks, and you wear a head and neck restraint as well doing racing at local short tracks. It just made me so upset watching that documentary. And that, I, mean, I encourage everybody to go back and listen. And I'll get you the what episode we did it on on this podcast. But I, I encourage everybody to go listen to that episode and watch 3 Before February. I'll put it in the show notes of what episode it was if you want to listen to that. Because I think it's one of those compelling episodes that shows that Three deaths happened, and it's unfortunate, but it took the death of Dale Earnhardt for changes to come. But anyway, that was neither here nor there. I think we discussed that a lot during that episode. But, Charlie, great episode, man. Thanks again for showing up, man. It's a lot of fun always talking racing with you. We always are full of opinions, I feel. And, again, let us know what you think throughout the episode using hashtag WhatYouThinkITM. We will get back to that. Got a driver interview next week. We're going to leave that as a surprise of who it's going to be. But looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun following the Bristol races there. Again, if you want that ticket and you know you can make it for Bristol night race, let me know either through social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at inthemarbles at hotmail.com. Yeah, Bubba Wallace should be interesting to talk to. We're not, we're, not talking, we're not talking to Bubba Wallace. Okay. Just kidding. That I would, would not be a good episode. I think it would be a good episode. I think you might become a Bubba Wallace fan if you talk to Bubba Wallace. I think you're full of crap. No, I think I Bubba Wallace is a good guy. Have you met him? Yeah, I have met him, actually. We, oh. we met, my, Caroline and I met him at Daytona. I got his autograph die cast above the, above the computer. Okay, just because you like him don't mean I'm going to like him. Just because I like Kyle Busch doesn't mean you have to like Kyle Busch. You're right, because I don't like Kyle Busch. I don't really like Kyle Busch either, but that's neither okay, here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Again, uh, sorry I didn't call out. And we're not really interviewing Bubba Wallace. We're not. I told you that already. But, I, again, I apologize for not shouting out NASCAR or blind spotting, 
Mind Spotting NASCAR podcast, I should say, after they gave us a good shout-out there after their Darlington review. Hope they had a lot of fun. Again, if you want that ticket to Bristol, let me know. If not, I'm going to try to go there to Bristol anyway and try to have fun there. But, Charlie, anything else before we wrap it up here? No. Uh, just wish me luck this weekend. And maybe not uh, not a reoccurring situation as we did this past weekend. So, Yep, we'll make sure to share that link on our social media platform. So you make sure to follow that if you want to watch Charlie race this weekend in the Cup Life Series from South Alabama Speedway. Well, Charlie, if you got nothing else here, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. Make sure to follow Ramblin' About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest. Not only what's going on here at the show, but for what's going on in the world of auto racing. And let us know what you think using the hashtag WhatDoYouThinkITM on all social media platforms. Social media platforms can also be found at RamblinAboutRacing.com as well as links to our store at Teespring and to our partners, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics. Thank you for what they do, not only for the Ramblin' About Racing show, but for what they do at the Unhinged Sports Network as well. Thanks to the Unhinged Sports Network for letting us continue to be an affiliate for them. Make sure to tune in every Thursday to listen to us there on the Unhinged Sports Network radio. And special thanks to Spelly Up Sports for bringing the Unhinged Sports Network and thus us here rambling about racing onto their platform as well. Appreciate everything they do. For Charlie Herkus, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you again so much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you after Bristol. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.